Hi, this is Brian Stevens from SpyPoint, and I'm excited to talk with Kenyon Bankston, who you may know from his successful social media platform, Southern Boys Outdoors, and Bill Lawson, who has been a host of Ultimate Bow Hunting TV, Extreme Depths Outdoors, and a SpyPoint ambassador. Today, we're going to talk about all things bow fishing and share some stories along the way. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Spy Point Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Stevens, and on this show, we get to talk about hunting, tactics, technology, and the inside scoop from industry pros. Follow along each month as we learn, laugh, and grow together with the passion we all have for the outdoors. This is the Spy Point Podcast. Hey, Kenyon and Billy, how you guys doing today? Good, buddy. Oh, doing great. Doing uh, great here in Louisiana. Outstanding. Billy, how you doing down in Florida? Doing good. Excellent. Excellent. Well, listen, guys, summer is here, and that means bow fishing is about to get started for all of us. You know, the cool thing about bow fishing is that it's one of the fastest growing parts of archery and bow hunting, and, you you know, we, we've done it for years together. We love it. You know, and naturally, I think a lot of hunters associate carp with bow fishing, and, you know, we know that's true. But I want to talk today with both of you about some other styles of bow fishing and other species that we've bow fished over the years from mahi to big gator gar to redfish to catfish, gators, all that, that I want to talk with you guys about today. All right. Sounds good. So, Kenny, we're going to start with you, my friend, uh, down in Louisiana, um, one of our favorite places to bow fish with the one and only Captain Alan Yader. Uh, we've done it for years and you know i want you to just walk people through what are some of the species and what makes louisiana so unique and so special when it comes to bow fishing um down there with southern style bow fishing oh captain yeager they run a great operation and one of the unique things in the same water you you hunting catfish big catfish 40 50 pound catfish and huge alligator gar, you know, six, seven uh, foot alligator gar. And then you get all the species of redfish and everything else to all the mullet fish you can shoot. Um, when you look at the water, it's just such a wide variety of fish. You don't know what you're going to see, whether you're going to see a seven foot alligator or you're going to uh, alligator gar, or you're going to come across a, a, you know, 20 inch redfish, or you're going to have a, uh, a big catfish laying on the bottom. So just a wide variety of different species of fish uh, to be able to hunt and shoot. And, and I know that's true. You know, and the other thing too, there's sharks down there too in some of those waters. I don't remember if you remember Kenyon, that first year we were bow fishing down there, we had uh, a little lemon shark and a bull shark that was uh, swimming in the same waters that we were seeing alligators and big gator gar. So like you said, just a ton of fish that you can see on the same waters. And that, it, to me, that, that also makes it special. Let me ask you, what's what's your favorite fish to, to bow fish down there when you think about the gator gar, the redfish, catfish, all that? I really like the uh, the challenge of, of what we've done in the past of hunting those big alligator guard. And, you know, we pass on a lot of smaller gar. And just, it's almost like you're, you got to go out and you got to hunt for these yeah. big creatures, you know. And I like that challenge of just trying to kill a huge alligator gar. 
and do it without getting pulled out of the boat too, right? Yeah, that's always good there <laughs> to try to stay in the boat. <laughs> I, we all know what happened there. I speak out of uh, Ryan gets snatched out of the boat. Hey, it yeah. happens sometimes, you know. I think that was the, one of the funniest things, Kenyon, because you know you had shot at that, and I had shot at that gar, and Brian had shot at that gar. So it was it was one of those things with all those lines. When they got loose that one time, we didn't know who actually had Gar. Because I know at one time you had him. Oh, until yeah. we spun the boat around. You yeah. were hooked up. And I knew I wasn't. And then Brian had thought he'd lost that fish. And then all of a sudden, that line goes tight. And there goes Brian. <laughs> well, it was a choice between hearing Alan yell at me for losing that, you know, $1,000 Oneida bow. And, and I had gotten my butt kicked the night before by you, Billy, that that wasn't going to happen two times in a row, that I, I was going in after that fish one way or the other. If he wasn't coming in the boat, I'm going after him. And so the next thing I know, yes, I'm uh, chest deep in the swamp and by you, and all I can hear is laughing and laughing and Alan about losing his mind. And you know a true friend, Kenyon was the only one helping me get out of the water. Billy was <laughs> <laughs> laughing his butt off, you know. I just still want to know, Kenyon, did, did, did we ever find his shoes? I don't think we found his shoes. <laughs> shoes, socks, or coaster glasses. They all gone. They're gone. <laughs> they gone. They gone. <laughs> no, that would, you know, that's. No, but it, you know, but even, even down there also is, you know, those sheephead. I mean, um, when we're down there bow fishing, as much as I love, you know, the, that challenge, like, like Kenyon said of, of hunting those giant alligator gar. I mean, that is a challenge because I mean, they'll fool you. And you would think that a uh, seven foot, you know, 180 to 200 pound alligator gar would be easy to see, easy to find. And he's not, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, it, it, it's like you, you they, you'll drive right past them and not see them. But, uh, well, but then I also love the fact that when we're down there and we're being able to bow fish the, the redfish and the sheephead, because you can't do that in Florida, but you can there in Louisiana. And I mean, and th those are both delicious fish. And to be able to bow fish those and fillet them and, and, and put them in Ziploc, I mean, that's that's an awesome that's an awesome time. No, it is. And, you know, a lot of times what we'll do down there is we, we, we split it up. You know, one night we'll go after the big gator gar and then the next night, you know, we'll go after different water, you know, clarity to shoot the redfish and the, and the sheephead. And, you know, last year, Bill, you shot a giant, you know, uh, gator gar. I mean, that thing was seven foot. And I just won't forget, you know, just you when you come up on one of those big fish, like you said, sometimes they'll fool you, and you, you, you until you're right on them. And then sometimes when you have that opportunity to kind of creep up on them and you got to make the right shot, and then usually you got to get two yeah. or three arrows in them. But, I mean, I know when you saw that big fish, that was like it's just such a sight of just seeing almost like a big telephone pole in the water. Yeah. Oh, it is. I mean, because I remember when me and you and Kenyon went our very first year and we drove over a seven foot plus 200 pound alligator guard. But literally, you and I had never done this before. And we thought it was a log. Yeah. I mean, we literally thought that was a log under the water. And Ken you thought it was a fish. Well, you would have. And Kenyon, you remember what Cap Mallon said to me? Come on, Brian. 
<laughs> that that's uh, instilled in my brain until I, I think Billy I die. Was, <laughs> I thought Billy was going there with the come on Brian story. Yeah, I, I come felt, on Brian. I listen. I we've known what Alan what two hours, and he's already chewing me out like I'm his son. <laughs> You know, and one of the things that I found most amazing about that trip was when we left out and we went over that Mississippi River, <clears throat> the air temperature dropped like yeah. 15 degrees. And then we're going down the Mississippi River, and this crazy coon ass, Alan Yeager, all of a sudden just turns this big airboat, and we like ramp off into the marsh, like a, like a two or three foot drop. And I was like, holy smoke, where's my life jacket? <laughs> <laughs> that boy is a nut. But he, listen, he knows those waters and, and, and that fishing like the back of his hand. And it is, if, if you've never done that, you know, whether it's with Alan in Southern style or it's with somebody else, you got to go down to Louisiana and just try that style of bow fishing just oh, because yeah. it's just, it's nonstop, you know. And Well, it's, it's such a fishery. It That's is. the thing is, like what Alan says, he goes, it, that, you know, like in Florida, like our gar, we have alligator gar, we have regular gar and everything like that, but they don't get nowhere near the size of what they are up there. But what's so amazing is, and like the gar down here in Florida, you can't eat these. I mean, these are trash fish. They eat trash. But the gar in Louisiana, you can eat because they eat fresh fish. When you get back in there with Alan and you see just millions literally millions of live mullet just popping and jumping all over the place it's just the amount of fish would it just blows your mind you just you're you're not even prepared for something like that no and 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 it's just it it's it's an overload which you know i also think is really unique and we're going to transition into you know some of the stuff you do down in florida bill but um, you can fish for different species, different times of the year. You know, you get a lot of times we'll be down there in the summer and you have redfish, but even in the winter months, the red fishing gets even better and the catfish get even better. And then in the summer, you know, obviously that's when we're, you know, bow fishing a lot of the big gator gar. And what I like that Alan does too, it's like hunting deer. You know, he's not going to shoot those, you know, three and four foot alligator gar. He wants you to shoot those six and seven footers and let those other fish have a chance to grow up and get bigger because in their true, they're, they're, they're just prehistoric, crazy looking animals with a just mouthful of teeth and they're eating machines, but it just gives them a chance to, to grow up for a few years. And so he truly does try to manage that fishery the best that he can. And there's just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of fish. So um, definitely something that I hope we can always do guys year after year, because it is, is one of the funnest trips um, that we do. I mean, we love bow fishing, but going down there is just, you know, it's such a great time. So let's shift gears a little bit. Billy, let's go down to Florida. We're about to go to the Keys, and we're going to do, you know, something that totally off the wall that we've been doing the last, you know, four or five years. But talk about some of the bow fishing you do down in Florida that's different than, you know, somebody might do in Louisiana or even in the Midwest with the carp. Well, down here, like I say, we're fixing to go film our our favorite episode of what we do every year. We're, we're going to go down to Key West, and, and we're going to bow fish mahi-mahi. You know, uh, we've we've we found out years ago that it's totally legal to be in federal waters and, and and to bow fish these fish, and we've got the right guys to play and we know what to do. But when you're in, 
you know, you're 30 to 80 miles out in the ocean in 2,000 foot of water and you're bow fishing, mahi, it's, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's a total different type of bow fishing just because, number one, when we're bow fishing in Louisiana and you're bow fishing the, the redfish and you're bow fishing the alligator gar, you're not dealing with what I consider the lightning bolt speed of these mahi and the timing and, and how fast you have to shoot and how fast you have to be to shoot these fish. It's, it's on a whole different skill level and a whole different fun level in my book to do what we do. You know, now we step out of that. I mean, I used, I bow fish alligators. When we get down here, a lot of times, like when we see a good alligator, I'll use my bow, my bow fishing bow with a line and a float and I'll get my first line and float in a gator. You know, that's what I do. Or we'll go for tilapia instead of like carp that they, uh, that they bow fish up North. You know, we have tilapia here. That's a, you know, we, we shoot those, but, uh, but the mahi by far is your most fun that you're going to have. Yeah. There's, I mean, and I agree with you. It's definitely harder. It's humbling at first. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, whether it's a mahi, obviously they're moving at a different speed, but more from a technical standpoint, as far as where do you aim in the water and you think about that de- arrow deflection, you know, those fish yep. are typically going to be, you know, <clears throat> three to five feet down and, you know, we can make that happen. But talk a little bit about, you know, the arrow placement and where you aim to try to get an arrow in that fish. Yeah, a lot of times what the, the, the hardest thing for most people to grasp in, in my opinion, that, that to grasp when you're bow fishing is depth perception when you're aiming. Because most of the, you know, you're, you're not going to be shooting with sights on these bow fishing reels. You know, it's more of an instinctive shot. And, and it's one of those things that you have to know that for every foot down that that fish is, you have to aim underneath that fish further and further every single time for every foot that he's down. And even you have to take in consideration when you shoot down in these deep that the arrow is going to kind of float and kind of want to swim back up. And all of these things come into play. And it's one of those things when you're out there in the ocean like that and, and that fish is three, four, five feet. This fish might be one foot. That fish might be three foot. The next fish might be six feet. You have to be able to think quickly, react quickly and know where to aim to where you can make your shot count. Well, and, and I, I mean, listen, that was, you know, my biggest challenge, I think, in the beginning, too. And when I miss most of my fish and listen, I'll, I'll raise my hand and, and profess that, you know, you get in those slumps where you're missing. And it's it's typically exactly that it's you're just you're not shooting below the fish enough. And most of the shots are going to be over the fish. And sometimes, you know, that's happened to me in Louisiana. And, you know, I've missed some big fish by doing that. So I think that's a great tip of just you know, keeping, you know, that mindset. And a lot of times you can practice in your pool or, you know, somewhere where you have clear water where you can watch that arrow do the things that it's going to do. And so, you know, from a practice standpoint, I would highly encourage somebody, especially if they're getting into this and hadn't done a lot of bow fishing, is go shoot in the pool or go shoot in some water where you can watch, um, you know, that arrow deflect. And so you can judge that, that fish based on the water depth a little bit better and you just have more success when you're out there. Yeah, it, it's difficult because the, the arrow does a lot of different things every time that it drops down. And, and it's one of those things is, yes, there is some luck involved, but it, 
but once you learn and you just have to be able to react quick and be able to look at the fish kind of see the top of the water to the to the top of the fish and go okay he's about this deep and i need to shoot this much underneath him and but literally especially when we're doing the mahi you have literally a second to see that react to it and make your shot Visit spypoint.com slash project to catch up on any of the podcast episodes you may have missed. Catch the latest episodes from the SpyPoint Habitat and Hunting series, Building Whitetails and Game Changers, or read the latest blogs covering everything in the great outdoors. Project SpyPoint is everything you want in the outdoors in one place. SpyPoint.com slash project. No, absolutely. And Kenyon, we got to get you down there and do some of that um, bow fishing. Um, and, you know, you hunt a lot of gators. Do you guys bow fish any of your gators or is it more somewhat of the old traditional, you know, with the, the, the lines and stuff where you're hunting your gators or do you guys, you know, uh, put an arrow we in hunt them, them just like we just, we hunt them just like you do where, where you see on swamp people with the traditional line on tied and <clears throat> ride up and shoot them with a 22 in the top of the head. All right, well, we're going to have to get you but down to Florida to, to do the, it like uh, Billy and I do it. <laughs> back to the bow fishing, though, that y'all do down there with yep. the Mai Mai. And I hear, you know, all y'all stories and stuff all the time. But out of y'all two, which one is the best? Who kills the most out of y'all two when y'all shooting a Mai Mai? I mean, is that really a question, Kenyon? You really have to ask that? I mean, I was just wondering. I mean, I didn't know, you know. Well, you, you, you Who, know who's really it's the, the, the one the that starts one. with the letter B. I mean, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Brian and Billy. Huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Listen, I mean, if I have to be honest, you know, Billy's probably a better shot when it comes to bow fishing. But um, there are times when, um, you know, I'll get on a little bit of roll and uh, I'll, I'll make him a little bit nervous. But I will say my boy's got some bow fishing skills and, you know, he does it a lot down there. So I'm going to. I'm going to make that my excuse is that he just and, does it more often than I do. Since you're being so nice, Brian, if I have to be honest, Kenyon, yeah, I can outfish Brian. <laughs> now, I didn't say outfish. I said outbowfish. You know in Missouri that day too, buddy. I took it took you to school, some old school Florida fishing. We don't even, we don't even want to talk about Missouri because two Louisiana boys, 10 fish ruled two Florida boys. Whatever. With ease. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. We weren't fishing with cane poles and, and live worms either. Um, so let me ask both of you guys this. I mean, if you've got somebody who, you know, has thought about bow fishing, who, you know, has seen it on TV or have friends talking about it, what's your advice on, you know, I'd love from each one of you, your perspective on how to get started. There's, you know, different types of equipment, you know, some a little more advanced, some, you know, good for just getting started. Um, you know, Billy, I'll start with you. What, what would you suggest as far as somebody getting started in sport? And then Kenyon, please jump in. The, the thing that I say for everybody, the good thing about bow fishing is all of they all those all the bows out there works. They all work. Now, in my opinion, if if I'm a person that's getting into it, starting it, and I'm trying to guide somebody into to starting into it, I always say get a shorter axle to axle bow, just for the fact that 
when you're hunting when you're hunting out of a boat like that most of the time you're on a lean rail or you're on the side of the boat and the number one problem that any guide that i talk to and anybody that i know of in the past is guys will show up with really long axle to axle boats and when you're in the thought and you're in that fast process of shooting a fish in the water you're concentrating so much on that fish what happens is is your limb will slap the side of the boat or the rail the shooting rail that you're on on these on these bow fishing boats yep that's but, my tip because axle to axle long bows they're great they're easy to pull back they don't have as much finger pinch and and i get it but the problem is is a lot of times you've got so much going on so fast and you have to react so fast that shorter axle to axle bow helps tremendously because it limits you on having that that limb slap because literally if you slap that limb on the side of the boat or a rail it will it it will you know pop that bow line it will it'll bounce mm. it right off yep my my advice my advice would be that you uh you before you go out and spend three four five hundred dollars on a bow and buy a boat bow fishing boat and all that stuff is to uh get hooked up with a guide and go out and uh they and most of them will provide a bow for you to use and shoot and just make sure you uh understand all about the bow fishing as much as you can when you go out with that guy and then if you like it and you want to go back again then maybe go out and purchase you a uh, a bow fishing uh rig rig uh, rig and then you know get into it that way i wouldn't just go out and buy you know spend twenty thousand dollars on a boat and everything else and say i'm going bow fishing because it's a lot more to bow fishing than just getting in a boat and going but i would i would suggest go with a guide for a few times understand it and make sure you really like it before you make that huge investment nope that's great that's great advice that's great advice and so along that so if we're speaking about equipment and you have guys that have different you know types of bows and and different reels and everything and i think one of the other things that is important. So Bill, you talked about the bow, but I also think the real and or the retrieving system is, you know, something that somebody needs to think about as well. I mean, you have the old AMS style where the, the line and you, you have that whole setup versus you have, you know, Muzzy and Zebco have a reel um, that's almost like a closed face reel. And I know in different applications, um, you know, they, they have different, you know, needs, but What's your advice on one versus the other? And I know we're going to be using something different this year down in the Keys, but give a little bit of insight on that. Well, like, you know, there's so many different real setups out there. And, you know, the, the original style like that AMS, you know, uh, spool reel that you're talking about, that's just the line with the, it, you know, it, it it's kind of foolproof. Which and and that's great and it works great because heck you and I have we've even shot mahi with with the standard you know with the standard AMS type reel you know where when you get into like the Zebco reels and some of the other reels they get a little more technical because you know it's it's a Zebco reel just like a Zebco fishing pole and what happens if you don't push the button on that Zebco reel when you try to cast it, it doesn't go anywhere you know I mean it's it's just it's one of those things it's for what you're doing it's for what you're trying to do you know because 
with the, the original AMS reel, you know, you're using a finger brake that's literally just pushing a plastic wheel up against another piece of plastic trying to hold the line when you've got a mahi running out. Where if you're using like the Zebco, if you click the reel, now you're dealing with an actual drag. You know, and, and, you know, there's so many different advances. Do they all work? Yes. Do they have their advantages and disadvantages? Yes. So it's it's like, it's kind of like anything in, in bow hunting or in any kind of fishing or, or whatever, you know, you can get different outfits to do different things, but in the whole prospect of everything, they all do the same thing. Yeah. No, and then I think it goes back, Kenyon, to your point. If you have the chance to go on a on a guided fishing trip or you've got somebody that has some equipment, go out there and try different things so you can see what works better for you. And like you said, we've shot a ton of fish with the old AMS style, you know, spool reel, and it works, but there's downfalls with that too. I mean, if you get a fish that runs and all that, that – line gets and that cord gets all tangled up and bunched up then you're spending 20 minutes trying to untangle all that versus using a reel um that can obviously keep everything a little more organized and contained but at the same time if you don't push that button and you're losing the arrow and you know your line's going to break so um just try different things but i just want people to know that there are a variety of different types of retrieving systems that do make a big difference in not only your skill level, but the type of fishing that you're going to be doing as well. So let me ask you this, Kenyon, if you had a chance to go bow fish, anything else, um, what would you do? I mean, you got uh, just, you know, a sanctuary in your backyard, you know, in Louisiana, but is there something else that you'd love to go bow fish that you haven't yet that's on your bucket list? I mean, I would, I would have to, jump in the boat with y'all in Florida and go out uh, 60, 80 miles offshore and try to shoot those mai mai. That's what I would have to do because I heard y'all talk about it so much. So maybe one of these days I knock that off my bucket list and get out there with y'all. Okay. Love it. Okay, cool. Billy, how about you? Mine's going to have to be boat fishing a shark. Um, you know, I know that yep. Captain Allen does that in Louisiana. I know you can do it some places here in Florida. Um, you know, I've done it with giant stingrays and stuff like that. But, but I, I just know that if, if you can get on a big shark and it would kind of be, you know, it's one of those, you might only get one or two, but that's going to be a fight and that's going to be a long drug out fight. But I just, I don't think you could beat that. Captain nope. Allen goes out doing that in a airboat out in the Gulf of Mexico. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of crazy. Like you going out in the Gulf of Mexico in an airboat? <laughs> That's Allen. That's Allen. Yeah. He's nuts. But we all know that Captain Allen. He's a little. He's a little crazy to begin with. So. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, mine would be in the right waters where you can do this legally is to go after some big cobia. And I know down in South Florida, Bill, you've talked about doing that. And I know in some, you know, of the waters when we're down in the Keys, you know, we can do that. And obviously, you know, you got to be around some structure and stuff. But to me, to get an arrow in a big cobia would be an awesome experience. I would absolutely love to do that. Yeah, that that was supposed to go on this year. But, uh, you know, we had some stuff come up and uh, that is a, that is a blast because when uh, what you find down here in Florida, when that water kind of cools down a little bit, 
those cobia come up into shallower water and they just get stacked up on these structures and it's they're huge that's a huge fish Mm -hmm. and a delicious fish yep nope it's so good to eat so listen another question i'm going to ask you guys um we'll we'll start with you Kenyon. talk about your coolest bow fishing experience one of those that you will never ever forget Come on, Brian. Okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. Why does it got to be um, well, at my expense? Well, I have to say that because that's Captain <laughs> Look, you know, you know, the, the Brian being pulled out of the boat that was that was tops. That was that was one of the tops. But probably my favorite part we we were fishing all night. I mean, and we're just going and we're looking for this huge alligator gar, and we ride. And we're just looking for this creature, you know. And all of a sudden, here he is. It looks like a 55 gallon drum laying on the bottom and Brian shoots misses. But the best part of the whole thing, not that Brian missing, nothing taken away from Brian missing, but captain Allen's reaction was just <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> I mean, it was like, come on, Brian, I got you out here. And it was just, that has to be probably one of the highlights of my bow fishing experience right there. With, with Captain Allen and him just hollering, come on, Brian, because to, from that point right there, that happened three years ago. And still today, we say, come on, Brian. <laughs> we still say it. So I would have to go with that story. Well, and that's f- fair enough, and I own that. I got to accept that. Um, and the other sad part about that, it's like missing a 200-inch deer. For Allen that fish was over seven foot and he was like, dude, you brah, hey, brah, you don't know what you just missed, brah. And so I distinctly still have that look, um, in my brain that I'll have to live with the rest of my life. So thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> All right, Billy, what is your coolest bow fishing experience? Well, my bow fishing experience to what I, what I love to do. And it's my favorite thing to do. That's different from Louisiana. Now, I love the mahi just because I love the challenge and I love the speed of the fish. But my favorite thing to do is what I do at home every year when I'm gator hunting because I get, I use my, I use my bow fishing bow with a line and a float and uh, that's to get the first arrow in him so I can chase him down. And, uh, but I literally shoot this gator on a full plane on an airboat so i've got an airboat going you know between 15 20 mile an hour i'm coming up on an alligator i've literally got one second to go is he big enough is he not big enough take the shot and make the shot hit while the boat's on a full plane and you know knock on wood i've done it every single time that i've you know if i pull it back and let it go i've got my gator it's such a thrill to me just because when I come up on one, he might be three foot, he might be 12 foot. You don't know. And, and it, that excitement. And, and when I do finally get to release, when I hit him and I know that I did that going 15, 20 mile an hour and I still hit my target. It, that that's my big high. All right. Superman, bow fisherman. Um, how do you okay and i've seen you do well, it and i will give you credit have, i will give you credit superman i think that's his i've new done thing. it it's on film i've got i've got the i've got the video to show it so the only the only bad part about that story right there you should have you should have started it off with 
dude, you ain't gonna believe this, but I'm gonna tell you. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I got yeah. my I got my cape on and I got my bow in my hand and uh, <laughs> on the front of the boat and yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. Look, yeah. So let me build it. And how do you judge that gator? What's the one? And you do this really good. And I've seen you do it. But what do you what do you do in that split second to know that? Because there's a difference between a seven foot and a eleven foot gator. What's what are you looking for when you're doing that? Basically, most of the time when I when I come up on him, all I'm basically looking at is from his is like his nostrils to his eyeballs. Yep. Because basically. It, it, you know, and it's not like this all the time, but I can look at the width of his eyeballs apart. Plus I can look at the length from his nose to his eyeballs. And pretty much when you can tell the snout of that alligator, pretty much it kind of goes in, in inches to feet. So if I come up on him and, and say, you've got over a foot from his nostrils to his eyeballs, that's the, that's the 11 to 12 foot alligator. Yep. You know, and that's how I pretty much judge it, just by the size of his head when I get up on him. Yep, nope, and that's, I mean, we do that in general, but that's a good, that's a good way, because yeah, you got to have some thing. reference. Yeah, nostril to snout, because when you come up on him, most of the time what we do is we, because you see different, you know, we, we, we start hunting them at night like that, and, uh, and, you know, you'll see his eyes across the lake will go dark. We'll get up on a plane on the boat. We'll dim all the lights. And then as soon as we get pretty close, that's when we turn the lights on. So you're right there beside him. You see him. You know you've got your you know, second or two to figure out if you want to take the shot or not. You take it. Yep. No, absolutely, man. And uh, it's, I've seen you do it. It's a ton of fun. I mean, I love gator hunt down there. And we got a couple of tags this year. So um, we'll hopefully be down there. And uh, whether we're shooting them off a plane and being a superhero or – we're just, um, you know, calling them in or just sh- shooting them, going slow rolling behind them. So let me tell yeah, I mean, you, we've got it down here now where we can call them. During yeah, the I know. Daytime. So that's a cool thing. You get them come, they they'll come right up to the side of the boat, slap the side of the boat. But we need to get oh. down here. Yeah, we need to show them how to really gator hunt. A, you know, gators with a piece of chicken and a hook. We don't do that. No, we don't. We don't do that. We don't cane pole fish, and then we don't do that with the gators. Well, I mean, y'all going out and y'all catching one. We going out and catching thirty and forty in a day. I mean, well, that's yeah. I mean, you're lucky you get those. We only get two tags each. Yeah, so I mean, it's a big difference here. But you know, you know, we're talking about the gators uh, and everything. What's bad now here in Louisiana? They, the gator prices has dropped so tremendously. Like, there's no you can't go out and hunt alligators anymore and make money and there's going to be a real bad problem here in louisiana because people are not filling their tags anymore you know i got a good friend bruce mitchell y'all seen him on swamp people he didn't the the big swamp that he hunts he hadn't alligator hunted it in two years you know so that that all those alligators are just multiplying because but the price of wild alligator has dropped so much that they're not worth the time gas to even go out there and hunt them anymore. That's crazy, man. That's, that's, that's a shame. And I'm hoping we're hoping that Louisiana picks up some of the same things Florida did and give and either uh, allow so many tags to give out to people to go out and hunt them at night and hunt them like y'all do on the, on our open lakes and waters here in Louisiana. I think that would be awesome. Great idea. And, but, I don't know if that will ever come true here in Louisiana or not. 
Gotcha. But they got to do something. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, let me tell you my coolest experience. I'm going to jump in on this, and that oh, is. Oh, we didn't even know you had a cool experience. I, appar- ahead, a, apparently, it's I do. Be cold out of the boat. And, and cold out of the boat. Ba- Billy, in case you hadn't noticed, I've actually been on you know all the bow fishing oh, trips. It's not <laughs> all about you. Um, this one I didn't get pulled out of the boat, but um, so this is Kenyon. This is our first year where we're going. If you remember, it's night two. It's like 1230 at night, and we are in a dry spell, and you're up on top of the rail up there, and all of a sudden, I hear you hear, big gator gar, big gator gar, and if you remember, it was that big six-and-a-half-footer, and we we eased up on her. I got the first arrow in it, and then Billy followed it up, and that was our, that was our first big six-foot-plus, six-and-a-half-foot gator gar that we bow shot, got in the boat, and I will never forget that. I've got that big beast. She's on my wall in my studio, and that was one of the coolest experiences that um, we, it was like all three of us took part in that. We wouldn't, you, we wouldn't have found that fish unless you were up high and saw it. And, um, it was the end of the night right before we got, Kenyan, he filmed it. He, got he, it he actually filmed. hit record and filmed it and it looked great, you know? So, uh, that was a, a tag team effort with the three amigos in there. So that was my, uh, my cool experience. So, Listen, guys, I can't thank you enough. Um, I think this we've covered a lot of bases of the different species, um, ragging on Brian and talking about me getting pulled out of the boat, uh, <laughs> giving people some technical <laughs> tips, um, and, uh, and then a little bit more picking on Brian. So, I mean, I think we've covered the bases today. Yeah. Did we pick on Brian, Kenny? Come on, Brian. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Brian. <laughs> Well, we hope to have well, some good pictures next week of uh, some big mahi, and uh, I will hopefully be behind one of those pictures, Kenyon. Yeah, and good we'll, luck to y'all down there in Florida. Hopefully, y'all have a good, successful trip, and uh, keep count. I want to know who wins out of you and uh, Billy there. Who, right. who kills the most? So I want to. I want to know. Well, here's what's going to happen: is is Mark, my my brother, is going to be part of the mix, and he does all the filming underwater for us, and he's pushing sharks away and doing all that stuff. Um, is when Bill and I miss, and, and, you know, Caleb saw this last year when we missed three or four times and he's like seeing these big bull, um, you know, Mahi hanging out and we're missing him. He just says, give me my spear gun. And he just takes matter and his, matters in his own hands and just goes and shoot him <laughs> and, uh, just, you know, gets pissed off and, and puts some meat in the boat. So I'm sure that's going to yeah. happen a few times uh, next week as well. Huh. But listen, Good guys, I, re- I appreciate it. And uh, till next time uh, we get together, um, you guys be safe and uh, have a good rest of the week, my friends. All right. Go guys. Tigers. Thank- oh, go Tigers. Oh, oh. oh go Gators. Go yeah. Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. All right, guys. Huh. We'll see you. Don't forget to visit spypoint.com slash project for all the latest from Project Spy Point. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for all the latest on Spy Point trail cameras and the outdoors.